Hello, and welcome to episode 12. This is Haley. So, I have a couple quick announcements for everyone uh, before we get right into it. Number one, uh, we now have a new blog section of the website. We'll be posting all of the old drinking game uh, posts there, as well as any new ones. And then, in addition, we're going to start posting... Uh, answers to the questions that we've gotten or other things that are going on with the podcast to make sure that everyone stays pretty well informed and it's in a central location. So if you have any questions, feedback, comments, things that you want to know more about from us, please go ahead and send us an email at thehideouslaughterpodcast at gmail.com. The second announcement is very, very exciting. We just released a super special three-part evil interlude with four new characters for Halloween. If you have not given it a listen, please do. We worked so hard to get it out to you and had a blast making it. I know I really enjoyed it. I I really hope that everyone else does. Um, I'm I'm just so excited that we were able to release something like that for everybody for Halloween. So... That is all I have uh, as far as announcements. And with that, welcome to episode 12. Do you like liquor and things that go boo? Then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's the very first thing that recorded. Hey guys, and welcome to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 12. How's everybody doing today? Uh, what you guys drinking? Are you going to ask somebody specifically, or should we, just, should, we just, should we just start? I feel like you know your rank and order by now. That's fair. Okay, let's just... Steven, God damn it. Again, it doesn't have to be a 30-second process. Slurp. <sighs> I'm drinking a ham today, Griffin. Nice. What about you, Brooks? See, that's how you open a tab. I'm Not playing. Like I'm playing with different things. I've done. I've done that before. You're doing it like you have longer. two hook hands. <laughs> it's. And that's on. actually let's an insult on. to our fans on. with two hook hands because that's true. They're better at opening hams than you. We're gonna. We're gonna lose subscribers. Well, that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, was a truly. And Griffin, I'm so excited to play Monopoly this week. Really change it up. There's a railroad in Monopoly too, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Four of them, in fact. (laughs) Haley, what are you drinking? I'm back on the sangria. Back on the sangria. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. I kind of stopped after I went on a murder stern page and Starfinder on sangria. Yeah. Does that mean um, we can expect to see the same from Eclipse? I hope. (laughs) I think the dice will agree with that. (laughs) All right, Emily, how about you? I have a wonderful concoction tonight. No, not again. No, 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 it's good. I can already hear the internet getting heated. (laughs) It's uh, some apple cider straight from the orchard and rum. Okay, well, uh, that's not as bad as most things. 
It's pretty good. Yeah, Brooks okay, tried so. it. It's really good. I'm All impressed, right. Emily. That's a good mix. Thank you. I'm drinking a little bit of Starborough Savignon Blanche. Ah. <laughs> I don't like the way you said what, that at what all. A, what a delicious wine. <sighs> Just like mommy used to make. What? But that is your mom's wine, though. I know. It's my mom's favorite wine. Shout out to you, mommy. <laughs> all right, guys. Jeez. Uh, episode 12. We've been doing this for two months. Can you believe that? It's been a slog. Yeah, I know. I really like every day I sit down to edit these episodes and I'm like, wow, what a bunch of idiots. What a bunch <laughs> of just absolute idiots. Well, you don't have to talk about Lyra and Eclipse like that. <laughs> oh, oh boom. come on. Get if, if anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, two months in, getting comfortable? You guys getting comfortable? If I say yes, will you not kill my character? I mean... I don't know if you're uncomfortable. I could definitely just kill your character and replace you. We got we got two dogs, two cats. One of them can jump in. Nope. <laughs> nobody sees uh, or nobody can hear you shaking your head. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said nope. <laughs> okay, guys. So I left you guys off. You were examining the crime scene kind of in broad daylight where, you know, Leanna was murdered and you guys... Murdered Gibbs in self-defense. So you're <laughs> you're there with Sheriff Caller, and he's. I think I left you off with you know he's examining the scene, and he's actually examining Gibbs's body, and he had looked back at you guys with this kind of questioning look on his face, and he turns to you and he says. Did you foresee this? Have you have you seen what's on his arm? Come here. Come here. Have you did you see this? I guess we go to him. Yeah. I'd- Are you going to answer him like uh what? Uh I didn't see anything. <laughs> I saw nothing. I didn't see anyone bust his head open. <laughs> Ritume <laughs> is holding his book behind his back. <laughs> stitches get stitches. Uh sheriff, our investigation did not lead to Anything on his arm. So you guys kind of gather around the sheriff and the body, and the sheriff rolls down Gibbs's sleeve. You actually see, and it almost looks like like a really old scar. And it says V-E, and then it ends. Make me a heel check. 11. 16. 16. Well, guys, I'm happy to tell you that I got an 18. Wow. Oh, look at you. So, Ikmer, you see the, well, those of you above a 15 see this, but Ikmer sees it the best. Uh, He can actually see that these these scars don't end with the VE. He can see what looks like the faint beginnings of of another letter. It looks like it's starting to form an S on his arm. But it's not it's not deep like the other letters. It's almost like it like almost looks like a weird scratch on him. What were the what were the names of the people, the V people on the statue? Cuz I know they both started with V. 
Were they, were, did any of them? That was my thought as well. Uh, let me check my notes. The the woman's name was uh, Vesorana. Vesoriana. Soriana. Yep, I I can read my handwriting. Sounds like a hero card for Steve for remembering everything. <laughs> and Vishon was the man. Fuck. How was that spelled? V e s. Yep. <laughs> God damn it. Got him. Both names did have a V e s. Yes. Start them off. Yes, they did. Okay. So, you guys, you guys are kind of standing here, letting the sheriff do his thing. And he, once he's kind of finished up his police work, he turns to you guys and he says, all right, I, obviously you killed Gibbs. I, you know, it doesn't take a, doesn't take a genius like me to figure that out. But, um, I can, I found a, uh, a clump of gray hair in, uh, Liana's hand. So I'm guessing that she and Gibbs had a tussle because it doesn't really look like any of, any of you got gray hair now, do you? I have no hair. Ekmer <laughs> looks up. at his hair and or like I grabs a bunch of it from the side and looks at it. No gray hairs here. <laughs> so, so at least he, you know, he believes kind of that you you found the body here. And were subsequently potentially attacked. He asks if you have the murder weapon. You have it, Brooks. Uh, yes, I sure do, Sheriff. Here, uh, here it is. And he just has to take a look at it. He examines it. He looks at the body. He, you know, determines. Yeah, I think you know it's pretty likely this would have been the weapon that killed her. Yeah, for um, my investigation, uh, the uh, I I don't think that the uh, the wound on Liana's neck was there before. Thank you, Ikmer. You're you're a real kid detective. <laughs> and so I got you. So he hands you got a the, friend in me. He hands the razor back to Ikmer, and he says, "You know, hey, take good care of it. I I don't need it." I've I've got all the evidence I need here, so you know if you can make use of it, go ahead and take it. I probably want to clean it off or something. He's very very happy to receive it. Okay, who's carrying Liana back to town? I would assume Motume. Yeah, I'm strong enough, and it's kind of my thing. But first, would you like to have a funeral for Gibbs? No. Actually, you probably need to take Gibbs back to town Take as well. Like, well, dug this hole for nothing, but that's fine. Yeah, I don't think he wants to... Or the sheriff probably doesn't want you to bury people, like, out on the outskirts of town. Probably Whoop. still bury him in the in the rest lands. If you're gonna carry Gibbs, then Eclipse would would carry Liana. Can you carry Liana? Yeah, she's got, like, I'm a oh, okay. ton of strength. strength. I just know you're a small creature. I didn't know. I didn't 16 know. strength. Damn, girl. So, you guys, are, do, you have, do you have stuff to, like, wrap the bodies with? Or are you just going to carry yes. these limp bodies? Okay. You so. can probably use the sheets from Gibbs's bed. Yep, you could probably use the sheet to wrap Gibbs, and then... Don't worry, Griffin. I've uh, wrapped a lot of bodies in my day. Okay. He has. <laughs> Igmer, Igmer rolls Gibbs up, doobie-like, and... <laughs> 
I'll I'll just wrap Liana in my cloak and we'll wash my cloak later. Okay. So you guys head back to town. At this point, it's, you know, morning. It's past dawn. It's like eight or nine o'clock. Um, and Gib says, if I've got some paperwork to finish up here. If you wouldn't mind um, taking them to the Temple of Phrasma. Uh, well, we'll we'll keep them there and, until they're ready to ready to be buried. I am looking forward to going back to the temple. Yeah, we were going to go there to investigate, anyways. Well, uh, you know, you could you could go without killing somebody. You're allowed to you're allowed to go there without uh, you know bashing a man's head in. I am noting your tone, sheriff. Did you note it there? I knew. Oh, you it. must be a detective then. Yes. I think the kid detective knows a bit more about detective work than you might. Agree to disagree. <laughs> so, uh, this this monster should should not be buried by Leon. All right. Well, are you gonna be just like him, Eclipse? Are you gonna are you gonna keep people out of the funeral or out of the restlands, just like he did? I'm just saying that they shouldn't be buried next to each other. By the way. <laughs> They're not going to be buried next to each yeah. other. It's I a meant, graveyard. Like, it's a huge graveyard. I meant like they need to be separated, not... <laughs> Gotta keep them separated. <laughs> yeah, no, let's, uh, you know, we'll just dig one big grave, bury them both on top of each other. That's probably, it makes sense. It would save time, though. <laughs> <laughs> it would only take 20 minutes. <laughs> I, would, I would have to go down an extra two feet, but I think it might be worth it. Okay, so are you guys heading then to the Temple of Phrasma? Yeah. Okay. So you head there. Uh, they're kind of doing a morning service thing. Um, you actually go around the kind of the correct way to go straight to the temple, which isn't necessarily through the restlands. Rest, you guys, last time you went through the restlands, and it opened up to the temple, but you can go straight there. So you go straight there, and you're greeted by kind of like a a morning ceremony between like the acolytes uh father grimborough's leading it um they're kind of surprised that you know it's not a it's not a day of worship they're surprised that i mean obviously every day is a day of worship for matumbe but they're surprised that you guys are in the temple this early in the morning um and father grimborough greets you and he he notes the body-sized things you guys are carrying and he says oh um what what do you have here? Matumbe, what what's going on? Well, blessings of Phrasma be upon you, Father Grimbo. And upon you, my son. Thank you very much. We have an unfortunate incident that took place outside of town. The the young girl, Liana, was taken from us too early by this man, this monster Gibbs. And we arrived on scene too late to stop the carnage but early enough to balance these scales as per se. And praise be to balance. Praise be to balance. Well, take them. Um, here, I'll, I'll, I can leave this ceremony for a minute here. Let's take them down below. Is he in the middle of service? Yeah, he's in the middle of service. <laughs> we just busted in. During we just the- busted yeah. in in the middle of service. And he uh, he grabs one of the acolytes, acolytes and he says, oh, young, young Gerald, can you please uh, lead the service? And Gerald says, sure can, Father Grimborough. Yeah, but remember, it's Gerald Junior, not Gerald Senior. Don't get it, don't get it twisted, Father. 
And he, go, he goes up to the front and he says, All right, now everybody do a spiral around your chest. <laughs> oh, oh, wrong direction there, Frank. Other way. <laughs> so you you leave to this this shit happening upstairs. God, uh, you go downstairs. They there are actually a couple of slabs in the the underbelly of the church. You know, you can tell that these are where they would prepare a body for burial. So the, Father Grimborough asks that you you know you lay the bodies out and basically says we'll take it from here. But if you if you Matumbe want to come and see how. A body is prepared in Ustalav. You're more than welcome to, you know, join them. They'll probably get to it this afternoon. Ooh. I can't say no to that. <laughs> I gotta go. Oh, you interested, Matumbe? Ooh, nothing would interest me more, Father. And maybe one day I could return the favor and show you how we do things in the Muangi. Uh, that would be an, an interesting, interesting thing to see, I'm sure. Guess we'll just need another body. Ha ha ha. <laughs> God damn it. So, um, so at this point, you guys have done this. What, if any, plan did you guys have for the rest of your day? You know that Councilman Hearthmount had asked that you join him at the town hall tonight so that basically you could potentially help them ease the town's worries obviously with this second murder and you know the rest of the town doesn't know about Antrellis but a third things are getting kind of creepy in town I think people are starting to have kind of the bad dreams that you guys had been having there's a sense of unease and you can kind of tell like as you guys had even walked through town and to the temple it's not it doesn't look like a regular day to day anymore. People look like they're kind of crestfallen. They they're not they're not bustling in like the town square anymore. Eclipse would like to seek out someone who can heal her. Oh, they can do that at the temple. Oh cool, neat. We would love that. So um A hundred? So I could use that too. Father Grimborough, um I need a couple more dice. Heals you guys for 20 each. Jesus. He's a strong healer, yes. Cool. What about uh, con damage? Right. Does Father Greenbro heal con damage? You get to ask him as Ikmer. Uh, Father, uh, you know... You might not be able to tell, but I uh, I just feel a bit, a little bit damaged uh, in my constitution. Uh, I that's uh, it's a weird thing to say, young man. But I, if it's restoration you need, I have um, unfortunately I've only prepared it once today. Uh, how many of you need it? I only have one damage. Okay. And I have two dex damage. Okay, so is Ikmer getting the healing? I mean, what are you at? 24 total health. No, I meant what's your con damage? Three. Yeah, he needs it. Okay. So the father will 
wave of sand start you heal three heck yes beautiful right on the nose baby thanks father I I really appreciate it you're you're quite welcome my child can I be your friend Uh, I have many friends but sure if you come to service once a week you can you can be part of my flock one of my friends I I would very much appreciate that. It's there's not dead bodies. There comes a time in a young man's life where he needs to deepen his relationship with Phrasma. I think it is your time. Well, see, I, you know, uh, Shailen is pretty cool too. So you know, I'm having that internal struggle right now. <laughs> Don't worry, my boy. Um. Phrasma and Shaylin have no quarrel. You mean I can have both? Yeah, you can. You can believe one more than the other. You can, uh, you know, there's room for many gods in one's heart. Some choose to devote themselves to one, as your friend Matumbe has and as I have, but it's uh, up to you, really. Well, who do you worship, Matumbe? <laughs> it's okay. like it pauses a second. <laughs> oh god. The fuck. <laughs> so, what are you guys doing today? Well, I'll start. Um I think it's well because Matumbe had this opportunity to stick around and see how a body is buried in Ustalov. That's just an opportunity he can't pass up. Matumbe is going to wants to see that and in the meantime he also knows this is a good place to research on the Harrowstone prison and the fire and the people that died there so I kind of want to spend the day researching and then catch a quick funeral in the afternoon like a matinee like a matinee <laughs> you gonna dig the holes yep <laughs> don't worry folks I'll make this quick is anybody gonna you gonna make good on your promise Ooh, to maybe we could have a grave dig off God damn it. One whole episode. Next episode, Matumbe and, and Gerald. Grave dig off. <laughs> oh, hey there, buddy. How fast can you dig a grave? So, Eclipse. Um, Eclipse had said that she would help notify the family. The family hasn't been notified. Are you going to do that? Yep. Okay. I mean, we were going to go back to... Professor Lorimore, uh, yeah, Professor Lorimore's daughter's, Kendra. uh, Kendra's. Kendra Brooks, it's episode 12. <laughs> Fuck. Man, they're all the same. They're all the same. All these <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? All these non half works look alike to me. <laughs> Oof. Seriously. So we were going to go back to Kendra's house and crack a beer. Were we gonna grab a book to do the research? Do research at the uh, at the temple? Yeah, I think you guys wanted to grab the Unverified Madness book, right? The one that you can research the the thing that. I mean, uh, the thing that's that what you out guys of. would want to do, but he's not gonna be there, and that thing is locked up. I mean, you could give them the key if you trust them. Lyra would definitely pester to find out more from that book because she's still pretty freaked out by that thing. Okay, well, let's let that play out. 
Lyra, I don't... If, if you help me uh, talk to Liana's family, I'll, I'll bring the book to the, to the temple. Will you also do the research, too? Because I don't really know anything about unverified madness. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll look into anything. I'll just, um, will you help me talk to them? Yeah, I, I can definitely attempt to aid. <laughs> and, uh, uh, don't forget about Ikmer. He would love to talk to parents. leaving Mutube again. No, no, I think, I think Mutube should take Ick under his wing and keep <laughs> Ick with Mutube. Ikmer, stay here. <laughs> Learn a little bit. Open your heart to the loving mother. You know what? I've already colored in this one book here, so I think uh, I think I can move on to uh, move on to coloring in the pictures of this next one. I think you guys have successfully made it upstairs in the temple at this point, and you can see that the the worship, the morning worship, is wrapping up. And Gerald comes by and he says, "Oh, oh, hey, Ikmer, how's it going, buddy? Uh, <laughs> Remember me, Gerald Junior?" Hi, 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 Gerald uh, Junior. Hi, Ikmer. Do, what are you doing today? Wow, I've got a big day planned. Really? Got, what, what all are you doing? Got a uh, little coloring going on. Oh, uh, coloring. Practicing my my words. Well, come on, Ikmer. Why don't I show you how to mow lawns outside? Oh in the wrestling? Have you ever mowed a lawn, Ikmer? <laughs> what about polished a tombstone? Have you ever done that? I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it'll be fun. Uh, you're going to have to make a check for that. Oh, I'm going to have to make a check? Or I can sense motive, I guess. Sure. He's going to use his diplomacy. Oh, wow. Uh, Gerald has a plus 20 diplomacy. It's so weird. <laughs> oh, weird. I got to a 33. He's like a natural 24 charisma. <laughs> well... Those lawns are going to be perfect, and gra- gravestones will be shining in the bright, bright sun. All right. Let's start with... Why don't we start with Matumbe doing some research, and then we'll move to the girls going to talk to Leanna's parents, and then we'll move to Ikmer polishing tombstones. How's that? Cool. Okay. So, Matumbe, I assume probably asks Father Grimborough like where is re- where the records room is that kind of thing yep he leads you to a back portion of the temple that does have shelves and shelves of books um, kind of like cabinets with loose papers and that kind of thing so what is Matumbe looking to research really anything and everything related to Harrowstone primarily um, so I would like to know who was there mm-hmm. when the, when the prison burned down. Definitely. Yep. I would like to know just like a general history of the prison. Okay. And research the, what was it? Vanessa and the Soriana invasion. Oh yeah. Yep. Them. Okay. So the V E S people. So I'm going to need you to make me either a knowledge history or a knowledge local check. Let's go local. Okay. 
13. I give yourself a plus two because you're researching in the Temple of Phrasma, which is a plethora of knowledge. 15. 15. Maybe like another plus two because I'm a worshiper of Phrasma, so I have like a good idea of what their Dewey Decimal System might be like or equivalent. Nope. <laughs> You're a man that's read one book in his life. Well, somehow is super intelligent. That's fair. Okay, so with a 15, you know that Harrowstone is a ruined prison, which you could have intuited. It was partially destroyed by a fire in 4661. The building has stood vacant ever since. The locals suspect that it's haunted and don't enjoy speaking of the place. You also learn that it was built in 4594. Ravengrow was founded at the same time as a place where guards and their families could live and that would produce food and other supplies used by the prison. The fire that killed all of the prisoners and most of the guards destroyed a large portion of the prison's underground eastern wing, but left most of the stone structure above relatively intact. The prison's warden perished in the fire along with his wife, although no one knows why she was in the prison when the fire occurred. A statue commemorating the warden and the guards who lost their lives was built in the months after the tragedy. The statue still stands on the riverbank just outside of town. So you know about the memorial. You know that, you know, the statue is the warden and his wife, but you also learn that she wasn't supposed to be there that night. Any indication what caused the fire? Well, you do learn a little bit more. You learn that most of the hardened criminals sent to Harrowstone spent only a few months in prison, for it was here that most of Ustalav's executions during that era were carried out. The fire that caused the tragedy was in fact a blessing in disguise, for the prisoners had rioted and gained control of the prison's dungeons immediately prior to the conflagration. It was only through the self-sacrifice of Warden Hawkrin and 23 of his guards that the prisoners were prevented from escaping. The guards gave their lives to save the town of Ravengrow. So that's what you know. That's dark AF. Now... Did the warden, like, start the fire in order to... What? To kill all the prisoners because they took over? Holy shit. Possibly the wife started it because i mean she wasn't supposed to be there and she just got caught up in it what is happening so you tell father you guys don't know this and only i do (laughs) (laughs) do you tell father grimborough what's going on like what you're researching yeah i mean i i there's no there's no secret to why we're here we're here because professor lorimore wanted us at his funeral and um we think that the cause of death was suspicious and in some way tied to um, what's going on in Harrowstone. Do you ask him about a native to Ravengrow? Do you ask him about the song? I guess so. Would you like me to roll a check? Yeah, make me a diplomacy check. Hmm. What D20 am I going to use? I'm going to use my Matumbe D20. If only Ikmer was there. Oh. My boy, Mo, rolling hot. All right, that is 18 on the die, bringing me up to a 22 diplomacy. Did you name your dice? Well, oh, no. this was the, one, the one that, I got him that for... he got me for Matumbe. Okay. So that's my Matumbe. So what was it? I'm sorry. 22 total. Hmm. So you're researching Harrowstone, and you are curious about this song, and this song... 
wasn't it wasn't sung when I was a child. Well, it started a bit when I was a bit older. It it references um, some of the most notorious prisoners that were in Harrowstone at the time of the fire, and that that's so that perished there. Would you like to know more? Yeah, I said, is that so? <laughs> yes. Um, there were five main prisoners that the, the song references. Okay. There is a man named Father Charlatan, or so he was known. I am not aware of his real name. Um, another named the just the Lopper. And I think that's... Uh, Take the axe and lopper headline, uh, whatever it might be these days. There was the moss water marauder. He, um, I believe he beat people to death with a hammer or something. Um, then there was the piper of Ilmarsh. He was some crazed bard. And finally, the, the splatter man. He was, um, well, uh, all I heard was that he had done terrible things. He was probably the most wanted man in there before he was imprisoned. Father Grimborough, is it that these five men came from all over Ustalav, or were they confined to a certain area? I feel like if five murderers of that renown came from the same area, I would find that very suspicious. Well, Matumbi, they, uh, from what I know, they were from all over, um... I don't know what you know about Harrowstone, but it, it was a place that all of Ustalav brought its worst. Its worst criminals were, were detained in Harrowstone and then, you know, awaiting their execution. I see. So that's what Matumbe learns. Let's flash over to Lyra and Eclipse. Uh, I, I imagine you guys find the sheriff before you head over to Leanna's parents' house. Jeez, I keep wanting to call her Lyra. Just wishing I crit you. Just wishing I crit you last time. <laughs> One question before we move on. Yeah. Harrowstone fire. How far, I guess, and when was that compared to Professor Lorimore's death? It was like 50 years ago. Okay. So, uh, so was, I think, I think I stated that his, journal was saying stuff like 4711 if you go back to like episode three and verify but i think it's think it's exactly like 50 years ago i okay. think it's well established that brooks doesn't listen to the earlier episodes today was the anniversary 50 years ago the, fi- the fire took the whole of harrison so you guys go find the sheriff he's he's at his office and you remind him that you were gonna you know it's still at this point like nine in the morning so you remind him that you, you were going to notify the family. Sheriff, we should... We should inform the family of uh, what tragedy has happened. Okay. You guys make it back, and it's it's actually... You remember, it's it's only a couple of houses down from the Lorimore estate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you knock on the door. The, the parents are quick to answer. Uh, and the sheriff says... Uh, hello, Mr. and Mrs. Caldweller. Um, 
I'm so sorry to have to inform you that uh, we found your daughter, but she's she's no longer with us. And you just see the parents' faces drop, and they both start weeping. And the sheriff says, "I I was hoping I I brought I brought some of." Um, the people who, you know, were trying to protect her and found her. Um, I was hoping maybe you could talk to them, maybe put your minds at rest a bit. Great. And <laughs> <laughs> Eclipse offers the parents a beer. <laughs> you guys say anything? Yeah, um, you will say your, um, your daughter might be gone, but uh, she lives on in, in many, many other ways. She lives on. I, I hope so. I, I, I can't believe she's gone. She will forever be helpful. Oof. <laughs> what? Yikes. <laughs> what? What do you? What do you mean by that? She was a kind spirit. And will continue to be a kind spirit. <laughs> she touched so many lives. Through that, her spirit will live on. I think that's what eclipse means. Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. She she was a great girl. I'm. I can't believe this is happening. Uh, th- thank you for for looking for her and trying to protect her I know we tried to keep her at home I I told Marcus lock the door and he said it wasn't necessary and now dear dear it, it, we're not gonna lock our daughter in her room it's not your fault you should not be afraid to walk around your own city it was the murderer's fault He's the one that killed her. It it wasn't you. Don't let that guilt sit on your heart. Who who did this? Who did it? Lear's gonna look over at the sheriff and <laughs> make sure he's okay with releasing that information. Go ahead, Lyra. The evidence is pretty damning. We believe it is Gibbs. If you know him. We don't. Monster. We don't believe, sir. We we know it was Gibbs. We found the murder weapon on his on his person, and it was pretty apparent he he took her back to where he resided and and was trying to bury her there. So, um, the father cries again. He's he's like I I I knew Gibbs. I. I used to drink with him at the at the Laughing Demon. I I remember he wasn't he didn't seem like a man that was capable of this kind of thing in his old age. I have a lot of things that I would say, but they're not very in character. <laughs> you said you used to drink with him. What made you stop? Well, I you know, I still, I still go from time to time. I, he stopped coming. He used to be a regular. 
he was there all the time and, and then maybe a month ago just stopped showing up. Did he give any excuse to why? No, I, I always assumed he was just trying to dry out, sober up. Did you notice anything weird on his arm? What kind of question is that? Was he was he favoring one arm over the other or like covering uh, his arm up more than usual or unseasonably warm clothing? Uh, no, uh, I, I haven't seen him in a while. Uh, after he stopped, you know, that, that was really the only contact he and I had. Ah, uh, did he uh, ever ask you about your daughter? I don't even, she might have come up in conversation a time or two. I, you know, it's a smallish town. Everybody kind of knows each other. I assumed he, he knew about my daughter. I w- would never assume he would be the one that would take her from us. Other than living close to the Harrowstone, did he have any connection to the ruins or to the prison? Not that I'm aware of. I I didn't know him too well. I, you might be better served talking to someone other than me. I just, you know, he was a regular at the bar. I talked to him from time to time. Well, thank you for your time, and we're so sorry for your loss. Thank you for... for finding her, I suppose. Uh, where, where is... where is my daughter's body? It's at the Temple of Phrasma right now. They're going to be uh, preparing her for her funeral. Ah, uh, well, we should probably be notified of that, huh? I guess we'll go down there and, and figure out when she'll be buried. And with that, they, they kind of close the door. And the sheriff's like, thank you both so much for um, for helping me here. I, I know... It was probably better for them to hear from you than from me since you were, you know, right at the scene and you you found this out for them. So I appreciate your help. I do think if you're not the cause of this, we need to get to, to the bottom of this. Something's happening and I'm going to lose control of this town if, if we can't give people a sense of some kind of security. I agree. I don't think we've gotten to the root of this issue. We definitely need to do more investigating and snuff out the main cause of this evil. There should be no more bodies that are innocent lost on this. I agree. I don't think there should be bodies, period. I, you know... You're unorthodox. You do find information out, though, so I appreciate you for that. I don't I don't necessarily appreciate you going around and killing the ne'er-do-wells of this town, but you did what you had to do, I believe, so... So what I'm getting is, if we get information, we can kill whoever we want. No, um, you'll be... <laughs> you'll be arrested or driven from town, if if that's the case. Uh, don't, don't get a big head eclipse just because you, you figured out a case. It it cost us dearly. We could have got information from him. We could have at least made him serve, made him gotten justice for it, but... Is there ever enough time to replace a life? That I don't know. 
they should have time in the afterlife, time aplenty. If they make it to Phrasma, I'm sure... Praise be. <laughs> I'm sure Liana has a, has a wonderful afterlife awaiting her. If you believe in such a thing. I do. And you do well, too, as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe ease your conscience mm-hmm. from all this killing. Mm-hmm. He feels is like visibly uncomfortable with this conversation. Okay. So, you guys, I assume, then ed- head to the Lorimore estate, grab unverified madness, and maybe head back to the temple. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. Okay. Then we get over to Ikmer. He's got a rag in his hand. Polishing <laughs> one of the one of the larger tombstones. Uh, you can see this reflective sheen coming off of the granite. And uh Gerald Gerald's behind him and he's like, That's really good work, Ikmer. But wait, uh, you know, you're supposed to polish in the in the way the spiral goes for Phrasma. You're, you're going the wrong way. You gotta you gotta fix it. You don't wanna disrespect the dead, Ikmer. I know, it's your first time, don't worry about it. Um, you know, that's that's a pretty good point. I I uh, didn't think about that. Um, <laughs> and then he uh, traces that uh, traces the spiral with his hand, like really slow, to, like trying to get it right, like making sure he's not going the right way and or not going the wrong way. Not going the right. <laughs> way. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he tries to tries to he he tries. All right. He tries. Uh, and and Gerald says. Oh, oh, hey, Ick. Um, I, I see your friends walking down the walking down the path. Looks like they're heading over to the temple. Um, maybe you should take a break. Uh, you know, that's a that is a good idea too. You're really smart, uh, Gerald Junior. Hey, you got it right this time, Ick. Good for you. And you leave, and I, I imagine you you meet up with Eclipse and Lyra on their way into the temple. Matumbe is. In the in the subterranean section of the temple, watching the body preparation happen, there's incense and candles lit around the slabs, and you can see acolytes are uh, basically trying their best to remedy the wounds that the that the bodies had sustained. So they're stitching Liana's neck. They're kind of Popping, uh, <laughs> popping gives his arms back into place and like trying to you know fix the tilt of his head because it's all lopsided. Uh, and Matume's watching this. They kind of they strip the bodies down and wash them, and then kind of cover them in herbs and oils to preserve the scent. All the while, Grimborough is in the corner, kind of. Saying some words and waving his hands, he's like, and and you can you can tell that some sort of magic has happened. And he turns to you and he says, uh, Matumbe, my dear boy, I've I've cast gentle repose on them. They should be good until until their next of kin are ready to give them away to Our Lady." Oh. I see. 
Chateau Repose is not a spell I am familiar with, but I feel like it is one that would be very handy in preparing the dead in the Mwangi so that we do not attract the hyenas to the carrion. Ah, uh, well, un- unfortunately, it wouldn't, it wouldn't protect a body from, from predators or... But they do the not smell the death. Well, that, that is true, so... In some respects, it would it would help, I suppose, but... I am already learning. I would be more worried about the heat, I think. Oh, it gets foul very quickly. <laughs> I suppose you probably bury bodies as quickly as possible. Is that where you learned your grave-digging technique? He winks. <laughs> okay. At this point, it's mid-afternoon. Are you guys doing any more research? Are you researching the unverified madness? Yes. Okay. Are you? I feel like we could just cut to the funeral. Okay. No. (laughs) You don't know that it's happening today. Yeah. No. Okay. Make me a knowledge planes. Okay. And I get that plus five, right? Plus four, I believe I said. Okay. Yeah. Boost. Yeah, Matumbe can aid. You can aid me. All right. All right. All right. 19? No. 20 on the die. With the 20? Okay, so, so you I, definitely aid. Yep, definitely do. And I have a plus... Uh, Was that 19 seven. on the die? Yeah. Okay, so Damn, we rolled plus 7 plus 2, so plus 19 plus 9. Plus 7 plus 4 plus 2? Oh yeah, plus 4. <laughs> Total that up for me, I'm not doing the math. 7 plus 4 is 11, Two. plus 19 is 30. What? What? Dude, I don't 19 think plus out. 11. Cool. If it hits or exceeds a 30. It should hit 30. You know a little bit of information. You know that that creature. Oh, you're pulling out your book. Is called embryonic form of a Nethalgu. <laughs> yeah. Spelling on that. Creatures that basically collect the brains of their victims, which you guys kind of witnessed, uh, can produce young that infest the bodies of hosts and feed off of their intellect. These creatures prefer targets that can cast spells. The more brains they absorb, the more powerful they become. They become very devious arcane casters. They can poison you, and they have knowledge of a great many things beyond the void. They are from the void. They have rarely been seen on Galarian, and when they have, they generally spawn through a rip in the dark tapestry, a rip caused by various evil cults through history. Once they're in the world, they're hunger isn't sated they absorb the brain of a body learn all of its knowledge and go on and absorb more and more victims becoming more and more powerful growing in size until they're nearly unstoppable and that is what you know Lyra Uh, Lyra Knowing, knowing what we've just found out why, why would it leave you be and not stay in your brain? Is it in your brain? 
it's not it's not in my brain. I saw it fly sure? away and I saw it again when we were walking back. So it's definitely not inside of me. I feel but like I that's do think was- we have a connection. Matsume Bay stares at you for about half a minute it takes <laughs> all the alignments. It's, it's really uncomfortable. <laughs> he detects chaotic good. Okay. Chaos and good. Um, you also know from that that you know, the thing that erupted is not the thing that would be in your brain at like that size. It would be like a small worm that enters your body and then grows and manifests over years. So that thing was already too big. That thing was, it's embryonic because it hasn't absorbed any brains and it's like just started its life outside of its host. But it's basically the baby form, but the larva form is like a worm. So how long does it take to like get to be a more advanced stage? Like how long do we have? Depends before? how quickly it incapacitates people and absorbs their brains. Ugh. So we're going hunting. Well, I don't think we can. I mean, it knocked out three out of the four of us out with one spell. I mean, but you're talking... The repercussions of having this thing walk around or fly, fly around. Fly around, yeah. Again, it was classified as tiny when it escaped. These things get, you know, huge, huge, gargantuan. Well, I'll definitely let you guys all know if I see it again. And then if we're feeling extra brave, we can maybe fight it. Eclipse wants to actually. I know, I know, Matsube just stared at her, but Eclipse would like to see if she could, she could read uh, her emotional, Lyra's emotional aura. I was going to okay. say a bluff check could be. I don't uh, think you get a bluff check for that. You can just read it, right? Me? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I just read her emotional aura. Okay. So she tells me a color that relates to her emotion, which then you have to tell me the emotion that that relates to, but okay. very psychic type. The emotion she's feeling right now? Or yeah, as I'm telling you about this, that's what I would be reading your aura as I'm telling you what, what this is. Right. So the aura would not be quite black, but it's a very, very deep, dark blue. Which is what? Fear. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh, her fear is a deep, dark blue. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So, you, like, relate to does anyone else want to make a check on something like Harrowstone or anything it. else while you're while you're sitting at the temple? You know, it's it's again mid afternoon. That didn't take you much time because you knew kind of what you were looking for. So, can we just research the Whispering Way? Yeah, you can do that as well. Well, not me, uh, not Ikmer. That would be a knowledge, arcana, or um, religion. I think we have a couple of people that could do that. Haley, do you have either of those skills? I have both of them. I just don't know which one I should roll. No. You don't have knowledge, arcana? No, I'm straight, straight planes in history. Okay. So you could roll on the Harrowstone one. Okay. At a plus two. Two. Okay. Yeah. I'll roll on that. Ooh, 15 on the die. Nice. Which brings me to a 24. Okay. You're reading. You find out that 
as you learn this, you kind of talk to Matumbe and he corroborates, but at the time Harrison burned, five particularly notorious criminals had recently arrived at the prison. While the commonly held belief is that the tragic fire began accidentally after the riot began, in fact, the prisoners had already seized control of the dungeon and had been in command of the lower level for several hours before the fire. Warden Hawkern triggered a deadfall to seal the rioting prisoners in the lower level, but in doing so, trapped himself and nearly two dozen guards. The prisoners were in the process of escaping when the panicked guards accidentally started the fire in a desperate attempt to end the riot. You also... Holy shit. Correct. Learn a little something about a man. You learn a couple other things. Originally, Harrowstone housed only local criminals, but as the prison's fame spread... Or, sorry. No, you already learned that. Matumbe learned that. You learned that, like, as you're reading this stuff, you see a name keep getting repeated. Vance Stressel. Alias, the Lopper. When the Lopper stalked prey, he would hide in the most unlikely of places, sometimes for days upon end, with only a few supplies to keep him going while he waited for the exact right moment to strike. Once his target was alone, the Lopper would emerge to savagely behead the victim with a hand axe. And that's what you know. Neato. Cool. You also know that there are four other prisoners that you don't, you kind of know the names of, but you don't really know the details behind. Well, uh, does Knowledge Arcana prove to be. Let's find out. Nope. What'd you get? That is a, not, uh, a natural one for a total of an eight. Ooh, you know the whispering ways of big bad, big bad guys. Oh boy, I'm not happy with that. They like the undead or something. You're learning here. I'm critically failing here. All right, anyone else with the knowledge? Or are you guys good for the day? Because I have those two knowledges, can I roll the other one, or is that like just one shot? Yeah, it's double dipping. Okay, just pick that's the, fine. That's pick fine. The one. Pick the one you got. Uh, I didn't know if it was separate information or what. You know, uh, I guess could Ikmer roll dungeoneering for the uh, the structure? Yeah. How this actually how the prison you could. was set you up and fire spread. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. How about a little aid on that? I love aids. I know you do, and I love to aids. Uh, so I did here. So ten with what? An eight? Do you eight? Do you eight? Come on, you have no bonus to that roll. No, I I eight. Yeah, you eight. Twelve. So ten plus two. Dude, I would I would have rolled better for being in the temple. You know that the prison had several sub layers, so it had a second floor, a first floor, and then sub layers beneath where the prisoners were held you know that around the grounds it was heavily fortified around the prison the warden actually lived on the structure but but kind of like as an external house you know that the walls had to be built 
specifically thick because of the marshland around the prison that it would have flooded if something happened to the structure of the walls. And from like what Matumbe, since he aided you, had learned about the prison, about like how the explosion had happened, you can intuit that there's a potential that if the if the explosion blew out some of the walls, part of the prison might be flooded. Water combat. Oh, oh God. No, 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 no. So I think with that, unless anybody else has any knowledges they want to roll uh, that they haven't already rolled. Can Lyra do a knowledge history to get different information? Yes. Okay. I'll aid. I rolled one. Well. No, I won't. Uh, so that's a 21 with my bonus. Okay, and then he aided. No, I no. didn't. Oh, you didn't aid? Uh, but you still have the plus two. You're reading and you're kind of beside Eclipse as she's as she's looking over some books about Harrowstone. You're looking over some different books about Harrowstone. And you hit a prison manifest that is interesting to you. You keep seeing this man named Sefik Corvin mentioned. And the, the in bold document says Sephic Corbin, Father Charlatan. Of the five notorious prisoners, only Father Charlatan was not technically a murderer, yet his crimes were so blasphemous that several churches demanded he be punished to the full extent of Ustalavic law. Although he claimed to be an ordained priest of any number of faiths, Father Corvin was in fact a traveling con artist who used faith as a mask and a means to bilk the faithful out of money in payment for false miracles or cures. He became known as Father Charlatan after his scheme was exposed and his Zarni accomplices murdered half a dozen city guards in an attempt to make good the group's escape. Yikes. And that's what you know about Father Charlatan. You also, I mean, and Matumbe is kind of corroborating as you find information on this, I assume Matumbe is like, oh yeah, like that's one of the one of the five people that um, that Father Grimborough was saying that song was about. With that, and with the knowledge checks drained for the day, <laughs> I believe it's becoming early evening. Yeah, and you may want to head to town hall. Town hall. So you guys head to town hall. You guys are going like the four of you. You can see that you're not the first there. Uh, there are a bunch of townsfolk kind of piling into this. It's not a huge building. You know, it, it's got space and it's got seating for a decent amount of people, but it's not by any means some elaborate hall. But as you enter, you can see a lot of t the town is already there. And they're kind of talking to each other and over each other. You can see at the front of the hall, there's actually, uh, you, could, you can see Kendra, and she's sitting at the end of the aisle in the front. She beckons you over. She saved spots for you guys. So if you guys could place your characters next to Kendra at the front of the room. Oh, yeah, it's cool. I'll sit on the other side of the aisle. That's fine. 
We can squish. I mean, a square is five feet, so I don't think any of you are five feet wide except Dickmer. Horace isn't here, is he? No, he's not. Okay, he never mind. Doesn't live here. Never mind. Because uh, mm. if he was, I think Clips has a perfect seat. Slide closer, please. Mm. Why take up two seats? Oh, I when need. <laughs> I need a. I need one of those donut pillows. These oh wooden, my god! These wooden seats are hurting my no, haunches. No, we went so long without Forrest. I know, that's why I had to bring it back. That's why I had to bring it back. So, the crowd kind of dies down as you see Councilman Hearthmount approach down the aisle. And it's so quiet, you can hear his footsteps as he walks onto the stage and behind the podium. And he begins to speak and he addresses the crowd. Uh, Hello, uh, fellow citizens of Ravencrow. I, I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy evenings to spend some time talking about the state of town. I know many of you have worries and we do have the the dire news of of young Leanna Caldwell on our minds today, but I'm here to assuage your fears. I I do believe we may have some sort of a solution to the madness that's been happening in town. I don't know if I'm the only one having terrible nightmares. I, I sweat through my pajamas most nights in fear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Um, I, I know many of you have, have met the newcomers to town uh, that, that have been staying in the, in the Lorimore estate helping young Kendra after her father's passing. Um, please Matumbe, Ikma, Eclipse, and Lyra, would you, would you please come up here uh, so the crowd can see you and the people that have not met you can know who you are. Ikmer waves very uh, vigorously. Vigorously, eh? And Eclipse is going to pull her scarf as high as she can to cover as much surface as possible. So, um, citizens, my idea is that um, these... These four are relatively accomplished adventurers. They may be able to help solve the the issues going on in town. I I know that they helped solve Leanna's murder. They learn about what's going on with Professor Lorimore's death, and I believe that they may be our best bet at Figuring out what's plaguing our town. Um, you four, would would you be willing to aid us in, in, in learning something is happening? These vandalisms are not normal. I know you're not from here. Would you be willing to aid us and, and be, our, be our champions of change, of, of returning the, the normal order? We agree. This town has turned into a leaking ship, and we will help to patch it up and make sure that there are no more innocent lives lost here. We're the town's best hope. 
Do you hear that, folks? Um, they're, they're the best hope we have, and and I think we should put our faith in these four. And uh, from the back of the room, the sheriff is actually standing in front of the door, and he raises his voice and he says, "I I I agree. I agree. As your as your town sheriff, I I think I think that these four um, they've done a good job." finding out information and helping me, I think that they'll be best suited to figuring out what's what's happening here. They have my endorsement. With that, several townsfolk start raising questions. And they start kind of one by one at first, and people are polite, like raising their hands and asking you stuff. One woman says, how did you find Leanna's body? Where was she? Ekmer could answer if anyone would like. I think you just take it as it is. I was <laughs> would Ekmer answer? Uh, she, uh, we we found her with a with. <laughs> Eclipse, just hurry up, because do you really need to know? Yes, these things are happening in town. I, I want to know. I have family here. We we followed footprints that led from her last known location, and we found uh, scraps of clothing that were uh, torn from her dress, and we followed them till we found her body. And then they they ask about what you know. Another voice pipes up. What do you know about about? Lorimore, what? I know you're here for the funeral. What, what have you found out? We still don't understand much about his death. Uh, we're, we're still researching that one. So if anyone has any information surrounding the circumstances of his death, we could use the help and we can work together to solve the case. And then you start hearing questions that are more pointed at you. Where are you from? Why should we trust you? The Mwongi Expanse. I am a follower of Phrasma, and as you all know, Phrasma has quite the presence in this town. Any worshipper of Phrasma should be welcome wherever there is an observance of the faith. And you can tell that, like, the voices are starting to pick up in frequency. The questions are kind of flying at you faster than you can keep up with an answer, and you can you can sense this panic that's starting to take the town like they've just realized that these strangers are being proposed as the only hope for their town and and they don't know you and they don't trust you as the voices reach a fever pitch and the questions keep flying the lanterns at each corner of the room burst into flames into a large conflagration that starts to spread and it it, it hits townsfolk in its wake and, and people are burning and people are screaming they're screaming for help they're dying townsfolk are dying they're being burned alive and you can see this fire begin to grow and it grows from the corners of the room 
It intensifies, it glows white hot. And I need you guys to roll initiative. But before you do, I need you to finish your drinks. Oh, see you God next damn week. it. Ah, I mean, knew it. <laughs>